Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Listen, if you finally dumped your boyfriend or girlfriend and you find yourself lacking a nice comfortable hoodie for this winter, don't worry, we got you covered. Breakup Breakdown merch just dropped last week and there are two hoodies, two t-shirts and a mug available. The link is going to be open up for one more week. So if you want some Heartbreaker merch, get your order in this week and check out the link in the episode description. Now let's talk about what's going on this week on the Breakup Breakdown. We met in college. We find that person it just feels right. COVID hit. We had to postpone our wedding. We were having a lot of issues and I was like, my whole life is blowing up. Yeah, I don't want people talking about it. It's not like I made some post about I broke off my engagement and I knew it was going to be like a scandal. When a couple that's been together five years postpones their wedding and then secretly cancels it, yeah, it's going to get people talking. Hey, what's up? It's Abby. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of The Breakup Breakdown. Like I said, if you love this podcast and you want to support us, I've got our merch linked in this episode description. Also, always appreciate it when you leave us a positive review. And if you would like to follow along with us on social media, we have an Instagram at Breakup Breakdown Podcast. And last but not least, if there's a certain part of the interview you want to jump to, you can check those timestamps in the episode description. Hey, Heartbreakers, welcome back to another episode of the Breakup Breakdown. I am joined by coworker Justin. Oh, yeah. How's it feel to be back for another 100th episode? I feel, are you at 100? No. Well, oh. ah, we put out 40 for the first season. Okay. And this would be... So you're probably close to like 80, 70? Yeah. We're going to... Okay. We're going to be coming up on 70. Mm, time flies. Maybe <laughs> maybe with the Summer Thursday episodes, that would be 100. But anyway, <laughs> we're about to wrap up the season. I don't think I've actually spoken about this out loud, but I think I'm going to wrap up the season towards the end of the month and then restart in the beginning of January. Kind of have a creative break at some point. Well, you know, everybody more. breaks up over the holidays, so you got to wait for more content to happen. Wow, that would be such a great holiday special, like the Break <laughs> Up Breakdown holiday special. I just get you on the phone after you break up with your girlfriend or boyfriend or if you get broken up with, and we'll just hash it out raw, unfiltered, unedited. I wish I knew this person better. I could give you her info to DM her anonymously, although now I've talked about it on the podcast, so you can't. I know somebody who moved to New York and she started dating this guy. She kind of gave him the ultimatum. What are we? Are we getting married? Like, what's happening? And he was like, you would have to come back and, like, be approved. Turns approved? Out he's like royalty, and it turned into this whole thing. It's like a hallmark. That could be your Christmas episode. Wait, define royalty. I don't know her well enough to know that. They were neighbors with us in college. I heard from her friend, her friend's dating my wife's cousin. It was a whole thing. And yeah, I was like, Yeah, you better hit me up with that information. <laughs> Give her the info. Season three premiere. Drop, a prince for Christmas. Drop it on Christmas, or a real, Hallmark maybe, episode. Maybe it's an ex-girlfriend for Christmas. Who knows? Ooh, Ooh. Gosh. Also, just a reminder, there's one more week of Breakup Breakdown merch available. I got a couple DMs because there is an order minimum we have to hit. And mm. obviously, like within the first couple days, we weren't going to hit it. So it was like, hey, just a heads up. If the order minimum isn't going to get hit, we're going to cancel the order. I have 
haven't checked it since then. I'll probably check it right after we record this. <laughs> I'm not anticipating that we have to cancel the order, but just know that is a possibility. Mm-hmm. So maybe tell your friends, your mom, your sister, your brother to get some meat if you're really dead set on a piece of merch. <laughs> and it won't be the whole order. I think it's just like specific items. Anyway, let's get into this week's episode. Want to let you know quickly what domestic violence shelter we are supporting this week. We're headed to Savannah, Georgia this week. Emotionally, not actually physically. <laughs> We're supporting the safe shelter in Savannah, Georgia. And they have that Amazon smile link that I really love. I mentioned it a couple weeks ago. It's like where a portion of your Amazon purchase will go towards this domestic violence shelter. So just like if you have something to buy this week, like why not support the shelter? So I'm going to link that in the episode description. Get an early jump on the holiday gifts. Yeah, let your holiday gift shopping go to a good cause. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Okay, now into the actual submission. This one kind of reminds me of the very, very first episode that we ever did, which was when it was like the high school sweethearts that might have canceled their wedding, didn't know if they canceled their wedding. Let me read to the submission <laughs> and we're going to try and figure this out together. So the submission says, hey, Abby, I actually have a few people I'm curious about, which is true. I got a couple submissions from this person. Shout out to you, girlfriend. The nosiest <laughs> listener of all. You will be the star of our Unsolved Mysteries episode this season. <laughs> but I've been trying to figure out why this girl I know broke off her engagement. So I'm pretty sure she and her ex-fiance got together in college and dated all through. So I guess they were together for at least four years. They got engaged at the start of 2020 and mentioned that they had to propose their original wedding date because of the pandemic, mm. which is to be expected. But here's the thing. Right after that announcement, they both changed their profile pics from photos of them together to solo shots. It definitely doesn't seem like a coincidence to me. It's been long enough for me to know that I know that they're not together anymore. But I've always been so curious as to what caused them to cancel their mm. wedding. Why say you're postponing the wedding and then cancel? Can you help me out? That's the thing is everyone complained about the COVID situation delaying weddings, but it also gave an easy out for those who decided they didn't actually want to get married anymore. Justin, is it ever an easy out to cancel your wedding? It is. If Here's the thing. In the past, if you're canceling the wedding, people are going to be like, why? If you go, hey, we're canceling the wedding because of COVID, no one's going to be like, oh my gosh, why did you do that? You know what I mean? Like everyone kind of understood. So if you canceled the wedding, just didn't tell them a date and then just never brought it back up again, people will be curious, but they'll just be like, oh, maybe they did it in secret and didn't want to like wait till they could have everybody at their wedding again. See, I almost feel like that's worse because you're just constantly going to get texts and questions about like, hey, by the way, like, when's your wedding? Is my invite still valid? Is it going to be in like 2023? Oh, are we having this thing? Like what's going, <laughs> Is it going on? Down? I guess maybe that was a bit of a cop out if they're just like, hey, we're going to postpone the wedding and then they change the profile pic. So mm-hmm. it's like, listen to the context clues, people. We're telling you all you need to know now. I think it's interesting because the pandemic either made relationships stronger or really brought out the worst in them. Mm-hmm. To me, I'm like, if you're going to spend the rest of your life with somebody, is spending every second of every day the worst thing that could happen? So I feel like this yeah. was maybe like a blessing in disguise. Like if you hate spending all day, every day with this person. There's like a mind flip that happens when you're like with that person. Like I would much rather prefer staying at home with Nicole than like going out. And even with like my friends, I don't know, maybe it's just like an age thing at this point. Like I have friends who are like, oh, let's go to the bar. And I'm like, why? You are the people I want to hang out with. If I do it at someone's house, it's a million times cheaper. And I don't have to deal with other people being there that I don't want to talk to. But my friends are very like social butterflies. They like to meet people and still sometimes hit on people, which is questionable. But it's like, you know, I don't want to be out there doing that. I was watching this TikTok. It was talking about how you need to be kind of like what you talk about a lot. Like you got to be cautious of the spark because 90% of your relationship is just doing boring things. Yeah. Waking up and going to work. So who is the most enjoyable person to spend those moments with? Who makes having breakfast on the couch feel fun or or fine or comfortable because you're doing it with another person there potentially. So maybe it was a classic pandemic situation where 
where they were sitting on the couch one day and they looked at each other and were like, we hate each other. COVID was like an extreme example of that because for the most part, at least with normal life, like you leave the house, you go to work and depending on what they were doing, like they were literally working with each other while in the house and depending on the size of the apartment or house, like you were saying, that either solidifies the relationship or totally destroys it. Absolutely. Well, you know, here at the Break It Breakdown, we hope it's a little bit crazier than just (laughs) we hate each other, but it might be that too. And that's a normal relationship thing that I think anybody can relate to and see themselves in. Let's figure out what happened and break down this week's breakup. We met in college, just came from like very different backgrounds. He was very like set in his plan and what he wanted to do with his life. Very goal oriented. And I was kind of the opposite. I was very like go with the flow and free spirited, just very like polar opposites in that sense. And so I think that initially is what like attracted us to each other. Um, I kind of wanted more of that stability in my life and thought that's how life was supposed to look. And so for a while, it was good. I changed schools probably about like six months into our relationship, I would say. He ended up transferring to the same school, moved in with his parents so that we could start saving money for a house. So like he already knew like that's where it was leading was like this marriage, this house, everything. And then COVID hit. We had to postpone our wedding about a month. So we already had like the dress and the venue and everything good to go. And then COVID hit and they were like, all right, you can either have a ceremony with like 10 people here or you can postpone it for a later date, like in a year from now. So he was on board with just like, let's just have a ceremony now. Let's go ahead and get married. Like, I don't care if it's like at the courthouse or whatever. And then we can just have a party or whatever in a year from now. And we'd already been having like a lot of issues for months. I don't think we told anybody else anything was going on. I kind of just took it as like a sign. I was like, okay, something is going on here. Like, let's just pause. So I was like, no, that's not what I want to do. Let's just wait it out. And then that's kind of what sparked the, okay, maybe this is something deeper. Like maybe there's a reason that it's more about the wedding for me than it is for a person. And like I said, we were having a lot of issues and working through and it was just kind of always like on me kind of figure that out. And like it was my mental health issues or whatever that was going on that was making me like sad or depressed or whatever. I mean, there was a pandemic going on at the same time. So I think that might have played into it. Emotions happening all around for everybody. It sounds like this relationship in the beginning, it was on sort of not a fast track, but it seems like it was always headed in the direction of marriage. What was it about this relationship that just sort of seemed right? I mean, it's kind of interesting that you put it that way because for me, definitely in the beginning, it didn't seem like it was going that way. He just like, he had a very good way of keeping me at a distance, but keeping me like close enough. So I felt like I was always trying to like be good enough or like trying to fit into like this perfect mold. And it was just enough out of reach for me to keep pursuing it. I mean, he even told me like when we first started dating, not even really dating, just like seeing each other in college, he told me he was like, I'll never date you. Like you have tattoos and piercings and divorced parents. I should have known from the very beginning. But to me, like when I was young enough then that I was like, well, I'm going to prove him wrong. I'm a good person. I have to convince him that I'm a good person and I'm different throughout our relationship. It was always something that was like keeping me below his standards that I was like, I have to prove myself. I have to be good enough. If he was so prejudiced against you having like tattoos and piercings and coming from you know a divorced family, why do you think he wanted to stay in this relationship? And, and that was like my struggle, like with leaving, like for so long, I didn't want to leave. I just felt so guilty. And I was like, well, there's got to be like something here. Like there's a reason we're together. Like obviously he wouldn't be with me if he didn't love me or like me or whatever. But I think for me, at least, I hate to say I'm like an easy person to be with, but definitely in our relationship, I was a lot more like whatever you want. I'll just be good enough for that. Like I'll just fit into that mold. I'm the go with the flow person. You have all these goals that you need to set. I'll just make it work, make it happen. And it's okay if I'm not getting everything that I need. He was never going to cheat on me. When I say he was a good person, like he was a good person. He had morals. He wasn't a partier in college. He wasn't somebody who would have to worry about doing anything stupid. So I think that was a big motivator. And I was like, well, he's a good person. So it's worth 
worth being with someone that I don't have to like worry about. Was it love that kept you in this relationship or was it this vengeance of wanting to prove him wrong that like, no, I can be right for you? I don't know. That's what's so hard about it. Like even now looking back, I know that we weren't in love with each other. Like I think that's a very like real thing. You don't see that until you get away from it. At the time I was like, I'm so in love with this person, but it's just not working and I don't understand why. And now looking back, like I think I did love him and I think in some way he probably loved me, but we weren't in love with each other. Like I think when you find that person, it just feels right and you don't feel like you have anything to prove. So you mentioned leading up to the wedding, you guys were already starting to have some issues. Were those things that were present throughout the entire relationship or things that came up as the wedding got closer? A mixture of both. When I was talking about, we had very different like personalities. That's something I was aware of, but you understand like the older you get things that you're just not okay doing without. In college and stuff, we would go to these parties and he was very like not affectionate, not an affectionate person. He wasn't going to like talk nice to me. He wasn't going to say things about me that he appreciated or valued or things like that. And I would just always say like, oh, well, it's because we're not serious yet. Like we're not serious enough yet. And then when we would move in together, I'd be like, oh, well, it's, we see each other every day. And he would just say things like, why do I need to tell you these things if I see you every day? Like, obviously I appreciate it. I wouldn't be with you if I didn't. I got to the point where I got more and more like, I need these things. Like I need to hear these things. Like that's how I feel loved is to feel like affection and for you to tell me why you're with me and all these things, good things about me. And he would just say like, that's not who I am. Like, I'm not like that. I'm not an affectionate person. Like I, I don't like PDA. I don't like, he, he, he didn't want to like sit on the same couch. And like looking back, who would say in a relationship like that? But I just always talked it up to, that's just the person he is. And I almost felt like a responsibility. Like if I'm not with him, then who else is going to be? Had a lot of guilt for that. Wow. It feels almost like he was your stray puppy rather than your boyfriend or fiance. I, I know, but it, it didn't seem like that at the time. And I don't view him as that because I do think he's like a strong person and he knows what he wants in life. It's just, we had to go through it and figure it out for ourselves. The wedding is coming up and now you've got to delay it because of COVID because you want to actually have not just like something happen in your backyard or like five people showing up. So yeah. what did your relationship start to look like after that? Once you decided Absolutely. the wedding is going to be later? It was turmoil. My day-to-day -day life was miserable <laughs> to say the least because I was struggling with all of this. Is this happening for a reason? Like, is this God saying like, don't go through with it? Don't go through with it. I don't know. Backing it up, like I had just graduated college, didn't have a job lined up, like COVID hit. I was stressed about all that. So I just kept thinking like, maybe this is really me. Maybe it is something going on with me and I'm just stressed and it's anxiety. And I'm like putting more pressure on our relationship now because of all these things. And that's what he kept saying is like, you're just stressed about all this other stuff. But it got to the point where like my mental health was in such a bad place that that's when I realized like I need someone who's going to be like there for me and like pick me up, go through this with me. Kind of started to like really pull away and try to like figure things out. It was awkward. Like it was an awkward living situation for the last like couple months. How long from when you decided to postpone the wedding to you guys actually breaking up? Like how long was that timetable? Month and a half, two months. We went to the beach for like vacation with our friends. I literally sat in the car like with my head against the window crying on the way to the beach. That's how miserable I was like every day. It was just not good. I was a very fragile human being at the time. Then we got to the beach and it was just like everybody was having a good time and drinking and like hanging out and I was just literally like sitting on the beach like quiet. Not myself. Like I was with my best friends in the whole world who were usually like goofy and having the best time. The second that I would start to like loosen up or like have a good time or focus on something else like some he would say something and it, it would just like trigger me to be like in an awful mood. So then one night we went out to eat and we were talking about something. I can't even remember like what how the topic started but we had like these two cats and like one of the cats only liked me. She just hated men so she wasn't like the friendliest cat and he like made some comment about he like called her a bitch or something. I don't remember. He was like we'll just get rid of her or something and he was completely joking but I started sobbing in the middle of this restaurant. 
I was crying and everybody was like, because I wasn't like that. Like, I wasn't like that before we started dating. This sounds so dramatic, but I really wasn't a dramatic person up until all this happened. So my friends were like, oh my God, what is going on? So then we go back to our like little Airbnb or whatever. And we all go outside and we're like sitting outside for a minute. And then I'm like, all right, I'm just going to sneak off, go upstairs, like shower, go to bed. I've had a night. I just want to disappear at this point. So everybody's like drinking, having a good time. I wasn't drinking. And so I go upstairs, probably like 45 minutes or an hour goes by. My friends told me later that they like were talking to him outside and they were like, you need to go check on her. Like she was crying at dinner, like something's up. And so he just kept putting it off. And then finally he came up there and I like told him, I was like, I've been telling you for a long time that like I need things to change and things need to be different. And he was like, well, I keep telling you that that's not who I am and I'm not just going to like change who I am. And I was like, but that's exactly what I'm trying to do. And so he was like, fine, like you want to break up, whatever. And then he got upset and he was like, well, we're done. Like, and it, this was all happening. And I was like, my whole life is blowing up. And I was like, can you just calm down for a second? He called his mom outside. He called his brother who was staying at a beach like an hour away. He came back upstairs. I'm like sobbing and like freaking out. Nobody else knows what's going on. He comes back in. He's like, I'm leaving. And I'm like, it's literally the middle of the night. We're like eight hours from home. Can you please just like calm down for a little bit? We'll talk about it. And he was like, no, either we're done or we're not. Make up your mind. And I was like, okay, we can work on it. Like we'll work on it. And he's like, all right, cool, whatever. And so then we had several more discussions over like the next week. And I told him when we were leaving, I said, when we get home, we need to go on dates. We need to spend time together. He had a very strict schedule of I'm getting up at this time. I'm mowing the grass on these days. I am watering the plants on these days. The hose is going to be on for this amount of time. Very type A personality would have a bedtime. And I was like serving and bartending at the time. And so I would get home at like nine or 10 o'clock some nights and he would already like be in bed. And like one night I came home after we'd had this discussion, I was like, we need to spend time together. You've got to bend your routine a little bit so that we can actually figure some things out. I like come home from work. We hadn't seen each other. We just had like these huge fights at the beach. Like we were getting back into our schedule and he was sitting in a chair and I made myself something to eat. And he literally turned the TV off and went upstairs. I just got here. Can we like hang out or talk or something? And he's like, no, it's my bedtime. I was like, okay. But he was just very strict. So then I was, I was home for like a week and then I ended up having another mental breakdown and leaving. And then he packed my stuff up while I was at my mom's house and drew the documents up for me to sign my name off the house. Both of our names were on it. It happened very fast, very, very fast, which I'm glad it did. When you said that you just left, what do you mean by that? You just said, okay, uh, I'm going to text him and tell him I'm not coming back. Did you storm out? Was it a big moment? Like the day I left the house? No, he was literally cutting the grass. (laughs) I said, we need to spend all this time together and like figure some things out. And he like got up that morning and went outside and started cutting the grass. And I was like inside and I was like, what the heck? Nothing is changing. Nothing is ever going to change. This is what my life is going to look like forever. I can't do this. So I went outside. I was sitting outside. I was crying. And finally he like walked over there and he's like, why are you crying? What is wrong with you? And I was like, I just want to go home. I just want to go see my mom. Like nobody knew anything was going on. I feel like I'm like trapped here and you're keeping me here and you won't let me go talk to my mom. I just need to figure some things out. I need to figure out if it's me. Like am I having issues? Is it us? Just need to talk to someone. And he was like, all right, but if you go home and you tell everybody what's going on and you go see your mom and you leave, that's it. I'm done. Wow. Okay. And so I packed up my little red suitcase and I went home. That must have taken a lot of bravery because you at that point, you weren't even I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. You just wanted some space. And he was like, well, it's a black and white issue. And for you, it wasn't. And he just put down the hammer. When you went home, had you kind of accepted that the relationship was over? Or was there still a part of you that's like, we can still work this out, maybe? Yeah. I don't know. It just didn't like hit me really at first. Yes, it hit me. But I was just so glad to like have a breath of, okay, I'm not in the situation. Like I'm just stepping out of the situation. Like I'll have a couple days, all this kind of stuff. And so I had like a quick breath of fresh air. But I, I think I just wanted somebody who would fight for me. He was just very like not that type of person. It's like his way or the highway. And I think when you're truly in love with somebody, you would do anything to be with them. And there was just no give on his side. If you're going to spend the rest of your life with somebody, there are going to be things that you're going to go through that if you're not fighting for the person, if you're not choosing them, is not going to work. So 
it's almost like this was a blessing in disguise that the wedding got postponed and then eventually canceled. Planning a wedding's a big deal. What is it like to unplan a wedding? So awkward. That's the worst thing about it is it's just awkward. Like there's no other way to describe it. You lose a lot of money. I lost so much money. Anybody involved lost money. You have to like call your vendors and be like, just kidding. Sending emails like, actually, this isn't going to happen. I don't need that cake anymore. Then you have to like awkwardly ask, can I get any of my money back? This isn't happening. How do people respond to that? Are they just kind of like, okay, cool. Or like, what do we even say? Yeah, I didn't tell anybody. Like I said, I'm like a pretty like quiet person. That was the funniest part. So the country club that I worked at, like where I was bartending, serving and running the bev cart, stuff like that, his family was actually a member of. <laughs> oh no. Needless to say, everybody knew us and had known us the entire time I worked there. I'd been there three years. All the members knew me as like get marrying their son, their grandson, the family lived there. Everybody I worked with had been invited to my wedding. <laughs> it's super awkward. My hometown is like two hours away from where I was working. So I couldn't move home. I was homeless. I can't go home and like quit working. Like I have bills to pay. Like I have a life. Like I'm an adult. Like I can't just put my life on hold for this. So I basically started telling my friends little by little that I worked with like, hey, can I come and stay at your house? So I had like literally the suitcase that I left with for weeks. Like I didn't end up getting my stuff out of the, his garage for like a couple months. I had like one suitcase. Like it's a really big suitcase. All my friends refer to it as old red. It's like a red suitcase and it was full of my clothes and I just toted that around everywhere and I would go from like one person's house to another person's house. I think there was like two or three girls that I like really stayed with like off and on. I mean we were all college age so it wasn't that weird but it was still super awkward. They all didn't really tell anybody. I stopped wearing my ring but I never stopped going to work or anything and I didn't want to tell anybody what was going on. Surely like it'll just spread like wildfire and it'll just rip the band-aid off. Needless to say it was not like that. It would always be some awkward conversation of oh when are you getting married again and I'd be like I'm not. And then some people would react and be like, oh my God, what happened? And want all the details. And then other people would just be like, for real? <laughs> I'd be like, yeah. When you told your friends, for example, when you said the relationship just didn't work out, did they kind of come back and be like, we always knew he was trash? What was the general response to your breakup? Nobody knew we had issues. I just didn't talk about things. A lot of my friends looking back were like, he was not your personality fit. A lot of my friends who had been friends with me for a really long time, even before we started dating, were like, we really saw your personality change over time and you weren't happy, especially for like the last year or two. So I think they were just happy to see me choosing myself. He wasn't a bad guy. Like he never did anything that was awful. So nobody like hates him or anything. It was just like, yeah, we could see why y'all were not a good fit. But there was definitely like some shock. Who was the hardest person to talk to about it? Oh, I never heard from his parents. I'm still kind of surprised. We were really, really close. We lived with them. I never spoke to them after we got in the argument, like at the beach, like went to the beach and everything. They never heard from me ever again. And I never heard from them ever again. That was really strange. Obviously, with us dating for like five years, hardest person to tell. There's a lot. <laughs> there were some really hard conversations. I felt like I like disappointed. Like my family was really hard to tell because I felt like I like disappointed them. I was like the first person in my family to make it past 20 without getting pregnant. That whole perfect life thing wasn't something my family is really used to. So I think they were all really excited that I was like doing it right. So it was really, really hard to tell them. I mean, were they like trying to push you back in the relationship? You can still work it out. At first, I think yes, because they didn't know. They were just like, okay, this is an all of a sudden thing. But it really wasn't an all of a sudden thing. It was just me not talking about it for so long. So looking back, I think my grandma's still a little upset at me, honestly. He's very like straight laced. You're supposed to pick that one person and be with them forever. And she was not happy that we even moved in together. She's just like that. Moving past that, I mean, after getting kind of all the hard stuff, I mean, the hardest part of having to move on, finding a place to live and letting people know. In terms of dating, were there things that you were adamant about finding in a person after having that experience? <sighs> yes and no. I was pretty bitter coming out of it. Looking back now, I started going after 
people that I knew I wouldn't get attached to, if that makes sense. I craved that, like, people telling me, like, oh, you're perfect and you're so great. And, like, because that is things that I hadn't heard in so long. So I really, really craved that. But at the same time, I would go after these guys who told everybody that. It's like, yeah, it feels good to hear in the moment, but I'm obviously not going to get, like, attached to you and you're not the best individual anyway. So it was easy to, like, let them go. Does that when, make sense? When you say you were looking for people that were easy to let go, do you think... So let go and then I would like continue talking to these guys that were absolutely awful. I don't know. I think I learned a lot about myself through both situations. I'm the type that I am so loyal, gonna give it my all every single time for the most part. When you talk about your experiences with going after guys that were easy to let go, what did you learn about yourself from those experiences? That when I love, I love hard. I think guys were kind of intimidated by me because of my situation and they're like, holy shit, she's been engaged. She broke off this wedding. I think that's a really hard thing for guys to like get past feel like guys have this whole like persona being your first love stuff like that especially when you're younger so guys my age I don't think really take it well like even now people find out they're like you were engaged it's a huge deal I'm just the type of person I know that I can forgive somebody for anything if you're choosing me I'm going to choose you all day every day like I know at what links I'll go to make someone happy and like put them first and I deserve that too why do you think you were going after guys that were easy to let go I think for a long time I didn't want to date anybody and so it was almost like secretive the guys that I would go after it was like a secret thing and I was like don't tell anybody like I'm still like fresh off of this breakup I don't want my life on social media I don't want people talking about it it's not like I made some post about I broke off my engagement and it was months it was months before I started seeing anybody and it was people that I knew very well that just kind of like led to other stuff I felt like such an individual that I didn't want people to like tie me to someone else and I knew it was gonna be like a scandal I knew when I called off my engagement as soon as I started dating somebody they were gonna be like she met them while they were together there's some kind of scandal there and I just wasn't the case. And I also was going for guys that like really pushed me out of my comfort zone because I had been so like kept in a box. I was like, I need someone who's going to have a fun, adventurous life, really push me to my limits and like break me out of my shell because I had become such a recluse and like shy. That wasn't who I was before, but I was so insecure by the time I got out of that relationship. I wanted to be with like the life of the party, just have fun. You know, I get that. If you're single for the first time in five years, the last thing you want is to be tied down again, especially when you're having all these revelations about yourself and what you want. Tell me to where that's led you today. Are you in a new relationship? Are you dating? What's going on? Yeah, so I actually am. I'm in the best relationship ever. I hate to like sound like such a dork saying that, but no, we love it. It was very unexpected. It like started as a joke. It did, I swear. Not him listening to this and being like, I was a joke to you. <laughs> no, he knows. So it was actually literally a joke. Like we were at work together. When COVID happened, he left where we worked. I didn't really know him before. Like we worked in like different departments. So we were never around each other. Like I knew he was like friends of friends, but I didn't ever talk to him or meet him or anything. And then COVID hit and our club shut down for months. And I was going through like this awful breakup and I was going through this find myself experience and like out about. So that was all going on. And then our restaurant opened back up and he came back and started in like my department, like where I was working. And I remember me and this other girl that I work with, who I was really good friends with, staying with when all this stuff was happening. He came back and he was working in the back in the kitchen area. He like came up there to get a drink or something and he like walked in the server's alley and nobody had seen him in forever so he like walks in gets a drink and me and the other girl who were like sitting in the server alley were like what the we literally looked at each other and we're like what the fuck happened to him during covid he left a boy and came back a man he looked completely different he was like jack real hot then it was just a joke and then one day i went and got my hair done and you know they like do your hair like they like curl it for you and everything so i like, put on makeup it's the same day i got my hair done i go to work these guys that i work with were like why are you 
so dressed up. Needless to say, one of them, we had, you know, he was a part of my little discovery moment. <laughs> he was like, why are you so dressed up? They were like, you're dressed up for a reason. And I was like, no, I'm not. Like, I got my hair done today. They just kept on and kept on. So finally, I like lied. And I was like, oh, I'm going on a date. And I was like, can't tell y'all. It's a secret. We're really keeping it low key. Like, not trying to tell everybody about it yet. And they like kept on and kept on and kept on. And my boyfriend now was in the kitchen working. And I was just like, whatever. I'm gonna, like, he's the hottest person here. So I'm just going to tell him it's with him and like blow everybody's mind. And they were like, no way. They were like, you're lying. You're lying. And I was like, no. And so then I like go back to the kitchen. I tell him, I'm like, okay, if anybody asks, we're going on a date. And he was like, well, what are we doing? And I was like, we're going to watch Halloween movies. And he was like, all right, are we going to make those little cookies with like the ghosts on them too? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. Still thinking it's a joke. All night we're rolling with this, telling people we're going on a date. They're like, yeah, it's really unexpected. We've just been like talking for a minute. Like we really hit it off and all this kind of stuff. And then he texted me when I got off work that night. He was like, are you stopping to get the cookies or am I? And I was like, oh shit, here we go. You took it as this opportunity to slide in. <laughs> yeah. So that's how it happened. We've been together ever since and it's been amazing and really great. That's awesome. The great moral of the story is that someone doesn't have to be a monster for a relationship to end, but there are clearly things that you need and want in a relationship. And that's why we date around. That's why we try and find different partners. So what is it about him that just makes you so happy? I mean, there's a lot of things, but he's the perfect balance of being sensitive and like recognizing my feelings and my emotions. And when I'm upset about something, like he's really good about getting me to talk because that's obviously really hard for me to open up and talk to people about stuff. He's really good at getting me to do that and like making me feel safe to do that with him. He's also outgoing and he's fun and he pushes me to get out of my comfort zone and not be shy and be the best version of myself. I think there's just a really fine like balance of those type of things. Not only does he push me, he also makes me feel safe to do that with him. And he's hilarious. He's absolutely hilarious. So that that helps. And apparently he's jacked. That doesn't hurt either. Yeah, he's a big old boy. If there was somebody listening who's in some kind of situation where they feel trapped or maybe they're even engaged and they're having some second thoughts, what kind of advice would you give them? Whoever the person you're supposed to be with is going to make it work regardless of what decision you make. I think I walked away from that realizing that no decision is like a final decision. I really thought the second that I tell this person that it's not working out, my whole life is going to end. I'm never going to figure things out and this is just going to be the end of the world for me. And it's not like that. I had gone a week after we broke up and he would have decided to work things out. Like maybe we would work things out. Maybe we wouldn't have. I mean, I definitely don't think we would have worked things out, but maybe we would have tried. Nothing is like final to me now. No decision is the end of the world. Everything happens for a reason. That's so cliche to say, but it's just true. Tune in on Thursday to hear me, coworker Justin, and maybe Lexi talk about this week's episode. I felt like this episode was super relatable. So we are going to be sharing stories from our own relationships and also just talking about the parts that shocked us the most. And on Tuesday, we have our first ever mail interview. This has been a long time coming. So I will see you whenever you decide to tune in next.